Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're back at the spot, the location, the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today, we're going to reinvent your space with Diane Pascoa. Friends, let me tell you, I don't know where you've been, uh, but she is all over the media. I've shared her clip. She's an award winner. She's in magazines. She's a designer. She's a mom. She's a woman with a very interesting journey. So we're going to redesign all of our spaces. We're going to incorporate all of that to create the a most beautiful ambiance. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's your business. It's your office. Maybe it's your kid's nursery. But what is it to have a texture, to feel, to have a vibe? Diane's going to tell us all about that. Welcome her to the show. How are you, Diane? I am so good. Thank you so much, April. I am very excited to be here. I've been very much looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it too, because it's fun. I'm a creative. So I know what it's like to be in that headspace. Sometimes you're all over the place. And sometimes your office looks like a train wreck. And my husband goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm creating. (laughs) Yeah. Very true, very true. But again, it's it's a process. Tell us how your process began. What's your story and how did design find you? Yeah, so how did design find me? Well, I've always, I've always loved it. I've I've always been a designer, um, just just by nature. You know, uh the the family member that was kind of the go-to or the friend, you know, asked Diane for advice, that that type of thing. Um, but honestly, it was, it was a hobby. Um, it was a passion, but never in my wildest dreams did I ever think it would end up being a career. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I spent most of my life over 25 years in a corporate culture. Um, you know, had built a, a beautiful career, enjoyed the work that I was doing. Um, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I it was during the pandemic, and I think the pandemic changed a lot of us and how we look at things and how we were looking at life. And I just found myself, and and you know, we had we were working from home, everyone was you know, working from home at that time. And at first I thought it was great because I had a very busy job, very busy career um, that took me, you know, many places. So I actually welcomed the the slowing down. Um, but after a while, I just one day, and it was a progression, but one day really, I just remember thinking to myself, I can't imagine doing this for another 20, 25 years. Girl, I know. Yeah. We have that's what we have here in the US is called the great resignation. Nobody's going back to work. But the thing about it is, is people don't understand, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is that being an entrepreneur is on the grind. 
it's 24 7 people think oh i've got freedom i've got flexibility you know what you may have that but you may not have benefits you may not be able to take that vacation that you want you may be talking to clients at 10 o'clock at night in a different country you may uh owe your taxes i get on people about their taxes because they think it's a slush fund you know, and a jobby hobby is great, but even if you're doing it as a jobby hobby, you want to produce your best. Yes. So give me a checklist. When you're looking for an interior designer, mm-hmm. um, give me the top four things that we should consider. The top four things. Well, I think the most important thing is connection. First and foremost, I, I, I I think it is extremely important that if you're going to be working with anyone, specifically entrusting them with um, your home, that there definitely needs to be um, connection. There, There needs to be trust. There needs to be open communication, complete transparency. There's, there's four there, but, um, it is, it is extremely important, all of those facets, when working with a designer. Of course, you want to look at their work, um, what they've done in the past, which sometimes can actually, I don't know if misleading is the right term, because for example, when I work with clients, I am a huge believer in making a client's home a direct reflection of who they are. Mm. So, so when people walk into your home, this is this space is just so you. And so there are some designers who have a specific style um, and want to work with people who fit within that style. So my business, my work is is different in the sense that there is a lot of upfront work that takes place uh, where I really get to know you on on a pretty personal level. You know, again, it's that relationship development trust. Um, I think the other thing too is, so I specialize in remodels, renovations, managing those projects from beginning to end. Mm. Um, Yeah, being the facilitator between the client and the trades. Um, and it's stressful. It's, it's, and when I, yeah. And so when I say it's stressful, it is a stressful process for clients. And so I've been through many renovation projects, big rental projects within my own home. So I can really appreciate what the client is going through, the different phases and be able to hold them and that anxiety they may have around, yeah, is this going to turn out? Is Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, the illusion of television, you look at television and you see these, uh, we'll get to the DYIs uh, in a minute, but you look at, you know, a quick home makeover. You're working brains and you're looking at a skilled designer and you are also looking at television, okay? You get one of these projects, you go into this house, you pull down the wall, you've got asbestos and mold. You got to get rid of that first. Then your design element, your colors, because this is not something that's going to be a redo. I used to like that one show where people would switch homes, Yes. And they would redesign 
based upon, and girls, sometimes you come out with hella blue. It is a mess. So you, again, like you said, you really have to intimately spend some time to get into these people's heads, see what their vibe is like, see what their colors are like, see how many people, you know, that they entertain in their home. Do they want to have that kind of space? Do they have animals? Is it a place where they need a mud room? Maybe in California, you wouldn't need a mud room, you know, but you might need a yoga room. So all these things are uh, very intricate, but to hire a designer, is not cheap and it shouldn't be brains because this is something that you're going to have at least for seven to ten years you're not going to do this again yeah and here's the thing here's the thing about hiring a designer um i look at it and how i explain it to my clients and potential clients is it is an investment it's an investment in your home you know um and I, for one, try to make the process as seamless as possible for my clients. And I actually don't work by the hour, uh, by the hour. So I don't charge hourly. I do a whole review of the scope of the project and it is a flat fee. That way, but even before my client is, you know, we get into the project, they already know what to expect in terms of what the spend is is going to be. And, I, you know, and I think it's so important. I also want to mention that a lot of people, when doing projects in their home, forget or maybe don't even know. We're actually talking about, depending on what it is, because sometimes it's just uh, furnishings, artwork, things like that. But when there is construction involved you you're you're looking at three different budgets you're looking at um budget for your designer you're looking at a purchasing budget for your finishes artwork textiles carpets what have you and then you have your construction budget right so right so part of what i do um for my clients is before the contract is ever even signed, I present them with um, budget estimates. And we make an agreement at that time, um, this is what I'm comfortable with, or or this is the max budget or what have you. And we can both move forward confidently knowing that, okay, me as a designer, all right, I have this much to play with. And my clients knowing I'm not gonna be invoiced every few weeks right you're not going to nickel and dime them that's That's right that's so classless you know again you have an idea this is your field of expertise you shop you can get things wholesale you can get things you know you may get them at a discount store one of my favorite stores home goods i love that uh but you know but again the big box retailers they know you you know about scaling and size. People, will, I've done it. I've bought a couch and I'm like, oh my God, I got it home. It didn't look that big in the showroom. Yeah, yeah. Take your measuring tape out because this is no do-over. Now, let me ask you a fun question. Have you ever had, and be honest, a design yep. nightmare? Um, I, I've had less than ideal clients (laughs) in terms of a bit because what happens is people are real fickle they'll get in and they'll love absolutely everything and then once it's done 
oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to pick and pull and poke and don't like this and don't like that. Oh, you got an extra three or four weeks, if not returns on your hands. How oh, do you handle those no. clients? Oh, no, April. I'll, I'll, that has never happened. Oh, and so that has, so part of my process is all of these, first of all, they get, I mean, I have concept boards um i take them through 3d virtuals of what their space mm. is going to look like nothing is left to the imagination they oh, literally great. oh yes they they sign off on everything i may come with the initial vision but you know and make the selections but they they sign off in every phase of the project. So no, it's never happened where, you know, installation is done and it's, oh my gosh, I don't like it. Thank goodness that hasn't happened. Well, it takes, it is beyond customer service. It's almost psychological profiling because you have an idea what this person is going to, you know, they change their mind four or five times. You're going to allow them to make more of the decision and talk more and you talk less, listen to what they're saying, get engaged more. Um, you know, again, look at the contributing circumstances. I mean, you did this one woman, uh, another designer I had on the show completely did the house. It was, you know, $50,000 in renovation and then they divorced. Yeah. Uh, and they divorced and then they had to separate everything and they argued over the couch. The couch was one of the, the sticking points. So it's a lot involved in that. It's a lot of emotion. It's a lot there of emotion. Is. There is, there is. And at the end of the day, for me, creating a, of course, functional, always functional, but beautiful, stunning space that is a reflection of who you are. It's that emotional connection that is, is being created in terms of my clients' experiences. Have you ever had an unlimited budget? Have I ever had? Uh, no, there is. You know what? There, even if we are into six figure budgets, there is, I've always experienced a cap. You know, there's, you know, but what I do tell my clients is we have this budget, but, <laughs> but, um, plan for not that it's going to happen but plan for a generous you know 20% over that because especially when construction is involved we do not know necessarily what we're going to find when we're knocking down walls right absolutely absolutely yes. and yes. you know what uh the the thing of it is is that i have seen some of your work honey and this is we're not talking about just your DIY, do it yourself. <laughs> no, these are grand, uh, beautiful, you know, lightings, fixtures, crystals, you know, mirrors, uh, big fluffy couches. You do some stunning work. So my, my hands, my hat's off to you uh, on Thank that. You. Let's Thank talk you. about lighting fixtures. I just yes. went through that. Okay. Uh, someone told me, she says, more is more. And I was going to get this little chandelier and I went and got something massive. Of course, it was, it's the focal piece of the room, but people absolutely love it. Yeah. What, what do you think about when it, you talk about lighting? Some people like the little dim lighting on the side of the, the fireplaces. What do you think? Because I've seen some of your work. It's gorgeous. 
thank you. L lighting is for me, it, it's crucial. It's crucial to a space. And it's not necessarily that you have to get the huge fixture with the, the, the crystals or and all the bling. If that's not your style, that's fine. What's important and super important for people to realize is size matters. Mm. So if you have a large kitchen, you know, I've seen people put little eight inch, 10 inch lighting fixtures in a room and it, it they basically get um, swallowed up. They disappear. No, you have to make sure that the lighting that you select is proportionate to the space. And honestly, for me, um, I love the bling. My own personal, uh, I, love I love bling lush. too. I love lush and and all that beauty that goes with it. Um, the lights in my home, my personal home, are definitely focal points. And mm. and um, yeah, I I love that about them. But of course, you you want your selections are based on what's going to complement your space but yeah. yeah fixture size is one of the most common mistakes that i see being made um when and it's usually too small too small for the space right but you know what it's very confusing because you go into these you know home improvement stores and you see all of this lighting you have no idea of really what that's going to look like in your home right you know it, yeah. it can be it can be much smaller. It could be much larger. So I bought mine, brought it home, took it out the box, held it up, and it was perfect. You know. Perfect. But again, and brains, if you do do the bling and the crystal, invest in somebody to come and clean it <laughs> once a year. There's nothing worse than dusty bling. <laughs> yes, oh, that is so true. Mine actually need to be cleaned. But you don't know a friend of mine, she has a service. She goes in and does it. And I mean, it is very meticulous because those crystals are very, very expensive. Let's talk about flooring. Flooring yes. has changed and evolved so much. I yes. am still, I know, call it old school if you want. I'm still a fan of carpeting. I like to walk barefoot and I like to have the carpet uh, squish in between my toes. It makes me feel good. However, there is a lot of wood floors that are very popular and they have these tiles now that look like wood flooring. Yes. Yes. So and and I've seen some, some beautiful stuff there. What is the trends? Are people, you know, are they doing the wood floorings and just doing some throw rugs or it just depends on the space? Yeah, it definitely depends on the space, depends on, on your taste. Some people like to go with the warmer look on their flooring. So there is, you see a lot of luxury vinyl plank right now. Mm. So it's, you know, it's it's man-made, it's engineered, um, but it is actually, some of it can get pricey, but on the whole, it's, less expensive and more durable, if, especially if you have pets, small children, mm -hmm. um, than your traditional true hardwood floor. Okay, so there's sense. that. And I mean, yes. And so when you install those kind of floors, of course, you're going to want to um, put some texture in there with some beautiful area rugs. And there are, oh my gosh, it's a crazy the amount of different piles um styles that you can select from it really depends on your likes 
and dislikes. Right. Um, there is, of course, Tile, which forever will be. I absolutely adore um, Tile. There are. What do you think about? And again, all this brains is very individualized. I'm just basing it off my spot. Yep. Themes. I carry my color theme throughout my home. Yeah. So, you know, mine is blue and gray, mm -hmm. uh, navy blue and gray. And I have a touch of navy blue and gray in every room. I like that because I can accent the pillows. I can change the curtains. I can get a coat of paint. But my main staples are the couch and the lighting and the coffee table. Those things I kind of keep neutral. What do you think about carrying a theme through the house? No, I think, I think again, it goes back to your, what you like. I, there's, obviously, if you're carrying a theme throughout your entire home, it adds flow, you know, and, and that, you know, and it, it um, actually opens up your spaces because your rooms are, you know, the same color palette. Mm -hmm. I, I do agree with you with having the, let's say, more expensive pieces as perhaps lighting fixtures, couch, furnishing, be your timeless pieces that, you know, so then uh, with the seasons or if there are emerging trends that you would like to try out, you can bring those colors i love color personally but so you could bring those pops of colors through accessories you know right, right. um throw pillows um a throw um beautiful home goods has beautiful accessories you know oh, yeah. Yeah. A, yeah a beautiful yeah. a beautiful vase or you know exactly. flowers uh and plants i like plants everybody yeah. is different everybody doesn't like plants but it seems to really kind of make my space feel alive you have real you know to have really good plants but brains you got to take care of them <laughs> yes you have and they are actually and i think i think this is probably common knowledge you know having plants within your home especially in an office space if you work from home there are a lot of health benefits yes. associated you know with having plants and and the added oxygen that it brings um to a space and i always always i don't today but i usually have fresh flowers um oh. in my working environment uh, every week it's... every week i have to have yeah. fresh flowers i do yeah yeah you know back maybe five six seven years ago feng shui was all the rage everybody was a feng shui practitioner yeah. what do you feel about the placement of certain things you know certain things you want to have more light um and we're not talking from a religious or a spiritual but yes yeah, from yeah. a spiritual space yeah. because you want your space to hold energy you want yes. it to hold love you want it to hold light you want it to hold your synergy what do you feel about placement of furniture? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually bad <laughs> when it comes to this because um, I'm I I don't the, believe it. Yeah, I'm I'm of the school. I I honestly I don't pay much attention to feng shui, 
And the reason being is because I do believe in energy. I bring or welcome that positive energy into my home and my space in different ways. Mm. When it comes to, and, and I can elaborate on that, but when it comes to furniture placement, um, I do it in a way that looks the best visually and mm -hmm. is the most functional for the space. So, okay. I, you know, and that could be, that could have to do with the fact that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a very superstitious person, although I am all about energy, 100%. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, Yes, yes. And people so, get off on that. But you know what I do too, Reigns? I move my furniture around. I will move every six months. I will move things uh, even from uh, maybe something from my family room into the living room, from the living room, because it gives it a different feel. It yes. gives it a different energy. It's a different space. It's different welcoming. And you know what? It makes it makes me feel like I've went out and went shopping. It's like when you reshop your closet. Uh, you know, it makes you feel those things. So if you purchase things that are cohesive, again, they don't have to be the same color palette or, or whatever, according to what Diana's saying. But for the most part, if you can mix and match sometimes, it gives you a different energy. Just to change your comforter, you know, change the shower curtain. Uh, you don't have to do a whole renovation, but just those simple things can really brighten up a space. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you don't, you really do not have to spend a ton of money to give um, a space uh, a refresh. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Absolutely. You know, painting is one of the easiest, most economic ways to do that. People uh, are afraid of paint. Are they? they, they I, a lot of people. Oh, we, I have a, uh, in the one room, there's a, a very bright red accent wall. And people were like, how could you do that? I said, it's just some paint. If you don't like it, get some primer, go over it, paint it back to what it was. It's just paint. But paint for $45, 50 bucks can change the room tremendously. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. You're right. And I I love bold. Um, I really do. And when working on a project with, with one of my clients, um, I always give them those options. And I'm, I've actually been lucky enough that many of them um, end up loving it. It just, it just when you, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to paint the whole space a, a, a bold color or a rich color, but even I love, absolutely love accent walls and what they do for a home. Well, I'm looking at yeah. the wall. We talked about that in the green room. I'm looking at the wall behind you. It's a dark wall. And yes. it's absolutely stunning. And it still brings out your colors and your texture. I can only imagine what the rest of the room looks like. But brains, you see that? My walls are white because again, this is a studio, but um, I, and I put a lot of different backdrops, but people, they get so nervous. Oh my God, that's a dark color. Dark colors are rich. They speak, yes. they speak unique. Yes. And, and that's the thing I, what part of, what I love about what I do is showing people different possibilities mm -hmm. and different combinations. Um, so, you know, many times they come to me and they, they already know they have a, a, a basic idea of, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to, uh, we want to do a whole bathroom remodel, let's say. Um, 
but then they also allow me to expand on their vision, which is so much fun. Um, and it, it's just, and as I said, you know, decisions, all decisions are made final decisions by the client. Um, but it just, I love hearing things like, it's so much better than I imagined. I think that is, you know, just such a huge compliment for me. It is. Well, you are such a huge compliment to uh, the community of interior design, because again, as I said, my opinion, it's a risky business. You're dealing with emotion, you're dealing with finance, you're dealing with, you know, vendors, and then also your own personal feeling based upon what you know is what you know. And I thank you so much for being here with us on the edge. Please, Diane, tell my brains how to get in contact with you to go in. I shared her um, her awards, her page. I will continue to do that. But go in and get a consultation. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of these things, you know, maybe she could do virtually, you know, give you suggestion. Maybe she has a, you know, a, 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 a tier of service for that. I don't know. But we definitely want you to reach out and talk to her. Thank you so much, April. I, I actually do provide virtual services as well. So um, available globally. Um, yeah, so people can, I'm I'm all over social uh, media. My handle is at Diane Pascoa. Um, and uh, so LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook, you can find me there. You can also, if you want to take a look at all of my offerings and how we can work together, um, a discovery call is always free. It's complimentary. Um, you just, you know, go on my calendar, book a time, whatever suits you. The website is dpdesignstudioplus.ca. All right. Well, we are there for you, and we thank you so much for designing our space and allowing us to level up brains. You know what? Freshen up. Freshen up your space. It makes you feel brand new. And thank you so much again, Diane, for being on the edge. Brains go and like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe here on the edge. Okay? Get your design right. Talk to you soon. Bye, brains. <laughs>